Come on, Faith Promise. Are we excited to be in church this weekend? Yes. You may be seated. We excited to be in this house this weekend. Come on, I'm so excited to be in front of you today. Normally, I get to hide behind a microphone, right? But today, I am so excited to deliver what God has done and what he is continuing to do in my life. So today, my name is A.J. Rucker, and I get the opportunity to start off New Voices Weekend. I pray that you came expecting the Lord to do something special in your heart today. But I don't want to go any further in this message without giving honor where honor is due. There's three specific people that I want to give honor to, but the first two are Pastor Chris and Michelle. Pastor Chris and Michelle, I thank you so much for not only how you lead this church, but for how you lead my family, how you lead my wife and I, how you pray for us, even when sometimes I feel like I don't deserve it. You pray for us, you intercede for us, you go to battle with and for us. And to Pastor Michelle, thank you for giving us an opportunity, my wife and I, to lead and steward worship week in and week out. You know, one thing that I've learned about being on this platform, if I haven't learned anything, this is the one thing that I have learned, and it's this. Even though I'm three feet higher than you, I'm still you. And this platform does nothing for you except expose who you truly are. And I just pray today that I don't expose anything that isn't worthy of praise. I pray today that I would, I would have influence and in that, I know, and here's the one thing I also have learned. <laughs> If you're on this platform, one thing that you do gain also is influence. And in a moment, it can be gone. And so today, I just pray that the Holy Spirit uses me and he uses us today so that we can get our minds and our hearts in the right place. Last thing is I want to thank Pastor Zach. Zach, you took a 20-year-old kid who thought he had it all figured out. And uh, you gave me a chance. And I thank you, man. I love you so much. Whew, that's good. I'm done with him. <laughs> so, uh, and so today, and so today, I just want to move forward. Is it okay if I preach today? I'm sorry. I, I, grew, I grew up in black. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I grew up in black church. See, I got my, I got my towel and everything. So... Uh, I'm sorry, but I, uh, if my blackness comes out, bear with me. We're ready. So uh, I want to go from Ezekiel 36, chapter 36, verse 25 through 27. It'll be on the screen, but I love the Bible. There's nothing like holding a Bible in your hand and reading the truths and the promises that the Lord delivers each and every day in our lives. And so today I want to read this, Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. And if I had to put a title on this message today, it would be this. And I need some participation from everybody. So, so just get ready right here. This is what we're going to do. The title of this message is... Are you with God or are you just with God? So come on, let's say it right now. Are you with God or are you just with God? And I just want to ask you a question today. No holes barred, be honest. The simple question I want to ask you today is I believe the Lord has a word for us, but what are you 
expecting from God today? If you're expecting him to meet you later on at dinner, you sit down, you, your family, you got a nice steak in front of you. Sounds scrumptious, right? You sit down. (sighs) Lord, the steak is a blessing to my soul. He'll meet you right there. He'll meet you exactly where you pray for him to meet you. Or if you're expecting him to meet you again on Monday morning when you wake up, brush your teeth, put your clothes on, you head to work. Another crazy, hectic week. You pray for peace. You pay for rest. Once again, he'll meet you there as well. But if you're asking him right now in these next few moments to meet you right now, he will meet you at the level of your expectation in this house. And so today, let's pray, and then we'll move on. Father, we love you. Spirit of God, we ask you to enter this room. Your presence is evident, but Father, we ask for an overflow today. Father, we pray for every seat. I pray for every seat, Father, that every seat would receive this this word that you've placed inside of my heart. Father, I pray that you would do what you want to do with it and leave it right there. Father, this is a church that's tired of living comfortable, and we're ready to be a little uncomfortable to not miss the promise you have for us. So, Father God, we love you. We thank you so much. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 So it's 2008. It's the AAU National Basketball Circuit. And if you don't know what the AAU is, what the AAU is, it's just the Amateur Athletic Union. And what the AAU does is it creates an, a platform and it, it creates a, a, a time for young men and young women, honestly, to display their gifts and their talents in front of all kinds of college exposure. Division I schools, Division II schools, doesn't matter, men, women, boy, girl. It provides a platform for these young kids. And so this young man and his basketball team go to the 2008 Nationals. The Nationals. Every team in the nation is meeting in Memphis, Tennessee, in this, age, in this specific age group, 1,500 kids. The best part about it was the keynote speaker that was going to speak to these kids. John Calipari. How many Kentucky Wildcat fans in the house tonight? Thank you. Hey, I can't stand BBN, whatever y'all call yourself. It's volunteers all day. Orange and white. I, I, I can't stand Calipari, so I'm sorry for you. Um, Woo, I feel real bad for you. Uh, so, John Calipari is the keynote speaker at this event that this young man's at. Everybody is ecstatic. His team, all the, I mean, you can imagine. Coach Cal, honestly, because it was in Memphis, Tennessee, this is at the time where he coached at Memphis. He coached Derrick Rose. So, all of these kids are just like, wow, it's really him. Coach Cal's in the center of the gym. He screams out and he says, hey, kids, how you doing? Every kid, I mean, you can imagine, just, I mean, literally losing their mind. So he continues on talking to the kids. He says, well, I want to ask you a question. How many of you plan on playing professional sports? Every hand in the room. I mean, if they could put their feet in the air, everything is losing losing their minds. Coach Coach Cal follows up and he says this. Well, I'm sorry, you're not. (laughs) Only 5% of kids play professional sports, and only 10% of them get an opportunity to play at the college level. And just how quiet this room is today is exactly how quiet that room was on that day. You see, for this young man to hear one of his idols at the time scream that out, it hurt. 
But life goes on, right? This kid continues to be the best person, the best, the best ball player he can be. He's working out with trainers. He's working out alone because he is going to prove Coach Cal wrong. High school arrives, and the offers begin to come. Thank you, AAU, right? The offers come in, Division I schools, Division II schools. This kid can go, honestly, in any class he wants to go, he can go. <laughs> high school, senior year, you dream of this moment. Sits down at the table, signs a letter of intent to a great school. But the coolest thing about that is what I want to tell you is that that kid was me. I proved Coach Cal wrong. I told him, dog, I'm going to make it. I promise you. I promise you. I'm going to make it. But on January 18th, 2013, the breath of God breathed something inside of me. He breathed something that I still to this day cannot explain to anyone what it felt like. He changed the trajectory of my dreams and my aspirations. You see, but what I haven't told you is that, like I said, are you with God or are you with God? You see, I was with God <laughs> right here. And this is why I was with him because my mother does not play games, okay? <laughs> Vanessa Rucker does not play games. Look, I'm talking about I wake up Sunday and, <laughs> mama. I, I, don't, I don't think I can do it today. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I can play drums today. Boy, you better get up. You was fine last night. Why, why, oh, 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 because it's Sunday. Oh, you, oh, you ain't good now, right? She said, get your butt up, put your clothes on. I'll be in the car in 10 minutes. So now my wife, this is why she always asks me, she's like, how you get ready so early? Thank you, mama. <laughs> it's my mama's fault. Actually, it's my fault because I lied. So, uh, so my mother didn't play games. So I grew up in a family, I grew up in a family who valued the house, who valued Jesus, who valued the church. So I was with God here. But you see, this mind right here, this heart in here was not with God at all. And I believe that that's maybe some of us in this house today. Maybe you're walking with God today, and have, you feel like you have so much grace given to you, but there's no favor in your life. And it's because you can't seem to let go of whatever is up here that's skewing your thoughts and your minds. I want to go back to the text real quick, Ezekiel 36, chapter, 20, or chapter 36, verse 25. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. You see, as I was talking about the ruach, the breath of God, so there's a Hebrew word called ruach. The ruach literally means the wind, the breath, the mind, and the spirit of God. And when I say that the ruach breathed in me, he breathed on this right here, this mind, this heart that was so skewed who only wanted to prove John Calipari wrong. And when he breathed, it cleansed me. He sprinkled clean water. Pow. And I felt it instantly. So let me ask you a question. What do you use, your, what do you, uh, use to clean around your house? I don't see you walking outside with your mop bucket, your laundry, scooping up some mud. Hey, honey, what's that one smell like today? That's good. Oh, the dog pooped in that one? Oh, that's good. Let's get that. Let's clean with that. Let's clean with that today. 
I don't see you doing that, right? That's not purifying. That's not clean. But you see, the breath of God is cleansing. And when I say that, all I can think about is this, Psalms 5110. It says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a loyal spirit within me. You see, the Ruach is cleansing. It takes you from living comfortable to living a little bit uncomfortable. You see, it wasn't until my heart and my spirit was clean that I realized this. A clean heart is a precursor to your spirit being right with God. But for me, I wanted to make it. I told Coach Cal, I'm going to play professional. I don't care what you say. I'm going to work out. I'm going to put in the work that I need to do because I believe that I know how I can get there. But God had a change of plans. He then aligned my spirit and my heart with his will. He changed my heart to show me that what I was living in, the, the, the dreams that I thought that I was going to go to, they were temporary. And now, whoo, what I'm walking in is eternal. That's what he told me. You see, Ezekiel 36, I want to go back. Ezekiel 36, verse 26, it says this, and I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you, and I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. You see, in Jeremiah 24, 7, Jeremiah is talking to the people, and this is what he says. He also says this right here. <laughs> I will give them hearts that recognize me as Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God, and I will return to them wholeheartedly. You see, the people he's talking about, they were with God. They were with him. They walked with him. But they were not here with God. They were not here with God. So today I just want to ask you again, are you with God or are you just with God? I mean, really think about this for a second. When I say are you just with God, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying you come to church every week. You go to small group. Me and my family, we pay our tithes because we're supposed to. Pastor, talk about it. We're supposed to. But do you truly know why you come to church every week? Do you truly know why you give? If I don't know anything today and if I don't leave you with anything, any practical steps to walk away from this today with, this is what I want you to walk away with knowing. Do not refuse the spirit of God. When he speaks... It's for a purpose. He wants to do some spirit cleansing in, in this house today. I believe that there may be some bodies in this house. They are bodies, but they have no signs of life. And I believe that he wants to give you life today. You see, you've been, I've been kind of talking about these two areas right here. And I know you're like, what are you going to do? I'm going to show you right now. So um, this right here, this dirty water, I wish you could really see it. It's got sticks and mud. It's, it's really, really nasty. Like, it's gross. Honestly. But it symbolizes our comfort. And you see, this pristine, beautiful, purifying water here, I can see straight through it, no joke. This symbolizes a little bit of uncomfort, but you won't miss the promises that the Lord has for you right here. This right here is cloudy, it's muddy. I can't see anybody. I can't see my future. You see, 
You don't want this. But you continuously return to this because it's comfortable. This delays potato chips and the couch water. This is the place where you don't want to be, but you return to it because it's comfy. You see what I'm saying? This right here, this is clean water. You want this. You desire this right here. Matter of fact, you pray for your family, your kids, your lost people that are close to you. You pray for them to be right here. But <laughs> because you're so comfortable, you can't see this. All you can see is this. You can't get out of this. Something's holding you back. I'm telling you today, the Spirit of God wants to do some spirit cleansing in this house. And I don't know who this is for, but somebody needs to stop looking through muddy water. And it's time right now to look through this and say, God, I can see you. I'm ready. I promise. You see, right here, you're just with God. You're just with him. You're walking with him. And maybe you might not even be with him. You may not even know how comfortable it is just to be with him. But this is what I want to let you know. Right here, you're not with him. You're here with him. God, man, them lays good. You got another bag? Woo! Dang, I'm getting kind of fat. Uh, but right here, this is where you experience the fullness of who God is. You experience the Ruach. The breath of God, it will cleanse your soul. It will take you from there to right here. It will take you to a new level. And I will tell you this, something that I've learned when the Ruach breathed in me, this right here, it didn't change me for a moment. Because if it would have changed me for a moment, on January 18, 2013, I'd still be in that moment. Changed me for an eternity. And he's ready to do that for somebody in this house today as well. I want to go back to the text, Ezekiel 36, 27. He says this right here. He says, and I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. And you see, that's exactly why I'm committed to the local church. This series, that's all we've been talking about is how we can become better. Not how this church can become better, but how these people inside of the church can become better. You see, back in January of 2013, when the Ruach breathed in me, it was the first time that I honestly can say that I heard the voice of God, and it was very evident. I never heard his voice. I never, know how to, I never knew even how to um, recognize it. But I heard him say this, and he said, son, you're going to be a vital part of my church. And I'm like, that's a bet. Cool. Um, but I just signed my letter of intent, yo, like. I'm going to play school. I'm going to, I'm going to play ball, period. But he had other plans. And you see, because he had other plans, I was okay with that. But my friends, all they would tell me is they lived right here. And they would say, AJ, bro, you're telling me you're going to ministry? That's not going to be fulfilling, bro. What about the ladies? What about college? Uh, there's one up the street. It's called Pellissippi State. Mm, I'll go there. Mm, man, but dude, being in ministry, it's not going to pay the bills for you, bro. Mm, you might be right. <laughs> but just as God called me to his church, he called me back to his heart.
He called me back to when I first met him. You see, now because of all of that, the local church is just a part of who I am. It's my DNA. It's my place of rest. It's my place of peace. It's my place of freedom. And there's been one sentence that we've talked about this entire series, and it's this. It's that the local church is not a place but a people who are stirring each other, advancing toward others while following our calling. And so today, I just want to give you three quick reasons why I'm committed to the local church. And I believe that these things can be why you can become a part or how you can enable your heart to become a part of the local church. Number one is this. The local church changed my perspective. You see, I wish you could see what I literally can't see. I see sticks and dirt and mud. I can't see the promise God has for me. I can't see where he's taking me. I can't see it. It's dark. Lord, I want you, but I'm cool right here. You see, but it wasn't until I got around some Holy Ghost heaven sent people to where they took me, literally put me on their shoulders. And they put me right here. They helped me get here. Not only did the Lord help me get right here, but the people that surrounded me in times where I felt like, yo, why did I not go play ball? Literally. Nobody ever said ministry was easy. <laughs> and matter of fact, it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I know a lot of people think that all we do is sing, all we do is lead worship. I promise you all, there's some hurting people. And that's what we do. We're a hospital. That's what we do. We help people. We help them change from there to here. You see, the local church changed my perspective. Number two, the local church changed my heart and my heart. You see, we talk about small group for one reason and one reason only. It's so that you can continuously experience life change. The day you get saved, you experience life change. But if you want to see the fulfillment of who God has called his people to be, join a group. I promise you. I'm going to be completely transparent up here. There was a season of my life, I completely stopped going to group. It was not a priority to me. I was like, it's cool, man. I'm, y'all good. Y'all do your thing. That chili nasty that you make. So I'm good. So I stopped going. And I kept wondering, God, why do I feel so empty? Why do I feel like this, man? It's because I stopped asking people to keep me accountable. I stopped asking people to help me continuously change my mind, my heart here, to continue to live right here. That's why group is so important, and that's why we talk about it. It's because those people help you stay clean. Those people help you stay clean. And number three, the local church changed my outcome. You see, when I say the local church changed my outcome, in August of 2016, when I was present, when my FP worship internship here at Faith Promise, it, it, was, it was over. I didn't know what to do. 
And just like I talked about earlier, Zach, I told myself I wasn't going to cry, dude. Gosh. Woo! He believed in me enough. To take a risk on a kid (laughs) on a kid who just had a dream. Who, are, who, are, who heard the voice of God tell him, man, you're going to be a part of my church. He believed in me enough to give me an opportunity. And that's somebody in this room today. Somebody wants to give you an opportunity. And I will be completely honest with you. When he presented that opportunity to me, he will tell you, I said no. Nobody wants to work in students, right? <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I'm just playing. (laughs) But you see what I'm saying? Like, I said no. (laughs) But the local church changed my outcome because of one moment, one conversation where he said, hey, I believe in you, even if you don't take this job. But I do want to let you know one thing. Sometimes God takes you in a different direction to place you in your perfect destination. (laughs) And so that's why I get to stand before you today because three years ago, I got an opportunity and the Lord continues to provide overflow for my family now, my wife and I. He continues to provide overflow. And today I'm telling you, you can live in overflow. And you want to. (laughs) And so I just want to ask you, are you ready? Are you ready to stop living temporary? And are you ready to begin living eternal? (laughs) Are you ready to get out of comfort? Are you ready to start seeing clearly? Are you tired of looking at this? Are you tired of eating them lays? They're not good for you. (laughs) They're so bad. (laughs) Get out of that. And maybe it's time to move to being a little uncomfortable because you may feel a little bit uncomfortable over here, but I promise you, you'll see the fullness. You'll see the fullness of who God is calling you to be. And I know a lot of people in this life that say, man, dude, I I don't even know my, my purpose in life. And you know why that is? It's because you haven't discovered your calling. Because you continue to live right over there. You want this but I don't believe that you can discover your purpose in life until you discover your calling. How do you find that? Get out of the comfort. Get a little bit uncomfortable. Do the things you don't want to do. Do the things you don't want to do so that you can live out the fullness and the promises that the Lord has for you. And last but not least, are you ready to stop just being with God? Are you ready to stop that? And are you ready to completely move to being with God? You see, the Lord loves you so much, and I can only think about 1 John 4.10 when he says, this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son. Whew. Whew. He sent his son as a sacrifice 
to take away our sins. And so today, that's somebody in this room. You're tired of living in dirty water. It's time to get clean. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you would say that was you in this building tonight. If you would say that is you, God behind bars. If you would say one of you is living like that right now. If faith promise, we don't pray alone. So everybody, if you're saying this right now, we don't pray alone. Everybody pray. We're going to pray this with every breath of that we have in our lungs. Every breath that we have, we pray. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come. Jesus, I'm thankful for who you are. I'm tired of living temporary. I'm ready to live eternal. I'm tired of being comfortable. Make me uncomfortable. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my heart. Now keep every head bowed and every eye closed. If you would say you prayed that prayer for the first time, would you please lift your hand around the room? Beautiful. This is beautiful. The ushers are just coming and dropping off a card in your hand. They're not hurting you. They're just dropping something off in your hand, just letting you know how you can take your next steps. Everybody lift your head. Come on, let's clap our hands for what God has done in this house this weekend. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Spirit of God. People are ready. People are tired of living comfortable. And we're ready to live eternal. And so as we continue to on with our experience and as we transition into a time of generosity, you see, Faith Promise, we don't just give to give. We give with a purpose. And you see, I want to read you this letter right here. It's from this little girl named Victoria. She's from Venezuela, but now she lives in Knoxville, Tennessee. And because of your generosity and because of what you do, this is a life that has changed. Listen to this. I was just nine years old, and I didn't know how the only thing I knew was that my whole world was going to change. My parents told my sister and I that we had to move from Venezuela, the place where I was born because it was getting too hard for my dad to work there. I was so little, so at first I didn't pay much attention to it. But as the days go by, I started to think about my family, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles. Was I ever gonna see them again? Now, I would do anything to go back to those warm Sunday afternoons at my grandma's house. The feeling of the calm breeze coming from the window and the delicious smell of coffee as my mom and grandma talked for hours. I watched the sky change colors, purple and pink mixed together, then a gorgeous bright orange as the sun hid behind the mountains. Barcos Meadow is the city where I was born, and it has the prettiest sunsets in all the earth. I guess she hasn't been to the Smokies yet. Um, <laughs> on the day we were leaving, all of our closest friends and family came to the airport to say goodbye. And in that moment, I realized I was probably not going to see them for a very long time. I wasn't going to live in Venezuela anymore. So we cried and we said our goodbyes. I still miss Venezuela, which the mountains that, with the mountains that touch the colorful skies, looking just like God had painted them, and the clear warm waters of the Caribbean Sea. But I know that I wouldn't be who I am now if I hadn't had that change in my life. Now, I expect to enjoy my new life in a new country with a new culture. I will make new friends, I will make new memories, and I will keep discovering myself. You see, Victoria is one of the fortunate children 
What you did, Faith Promise, was help her family escape political upheaval and dangerous circumstances. You see, because of your generosity, Victoria now has a future. <laughs> this is beautiful. We give generously for people not only like Victoria, but for real people with real problems who need to find and who we help find the real love of Jesus Christ. You see, this is why we challenge you to give. We don't challenge you to give just because. We challenge you to give because you played a part in Victoria's miracle. And so as the ushers come down and as we continue to move into generosity, the worship team's gonna come back out and lead us. I'm gonna pray over the offering and then we're gonna continue with our experience. Father, thank you for what you've done in this house today. We ask you right now to continue to purify our souls. We ask for more of you. We ask for overflow. And Holy Spirit, we ask you right now, not only to flood our hearts, but to honestly flood in us so much that we have to outpour to others. Spirit, we ask right now that you would bless this offering, the gift and the giver. We love you, Lord. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Come on, church. Can we get excited for what the Lord has done in this place?